So in our afternoon session today, we'll follow from Winnie's uh, introduction to Mudita on Saturday by uh, beginning the formal practice of Mudita and really uh, understanding that as uh, in continuity with metta practice and compassion practice. And in fact, when before actually beginning mudita, we'll, we'll start with metta. It's a, for all of the Brahma Vihara, it can be uh, helpful and skillful to um, move in that more familiar territory and then open up to mudita. And a theme which we've sometimes emphasized is the interconnection of the four, which is quite important. And there are ways in which uh, we can see how the near enemies or the near opposites of each can be remedied by bringing in some of the resources of one of the other three. It's actually a beautiful and uh, subtle teaching. And so that uh, uh, over-exuberance of uh, Mudita, her joy, that when he spoke about, uh, can sometimes be remedied by uh, equanimity, which brings in the wisdom factor. Or the danger sometimes with compassion practice of, uh, especially if we are, let's say, in the helping professions, of uh, finding that there's uh, burnout or what's sometimes called compassion fatigue can be remedied by mudita, by, by having more joy. Or perhaps the near opposite of pity with compassion can be remedied to some extent by bringing in more metta. So there's a beautiful way, and we'll see this even more explicitly when we go to equanimity. And that uh, in a way the mature forms of each of the four Brahma-vihara integrate uh, aspects of the other three. So I'd like to just uh, add to uh, Winnie's comments just briefly, uh, talk a little bit more about mudita, and then uh, give us uh, the guidance in the actual formal practice. So Winnie gave us the general sense of the energy and spirit of mudita, talked about the uh, near enemy or near opposite uh, uh, of over-exuberance, or we might say sometimes inflation or getting overly identified with uh, the joy that's there, overly possessive maybe. And also talked about some of the challenges of mudita practice, the difficulties of uh, envy, uh, of um, sometimes having a difficulty in accessing, uh, accessing the quality of uh, joy or happiness in others. Maybe just a few other comments. I thought I'd read uh, an overall perspective on the Brahma Vihara, which came from one of my students named Chuck Squire, um, which is in somewhat um, whimsical form. When the mind is filled with thoughts that really aren't so useful, metta is better. 
When you open up your heart to the sorrows of the world, you'll find karuna suna. You get, get where he's going. <laughs> when you feel that you can't share the joy of others' good fortune, remember mudita is sweeta. <laughs> when the winds of the world can't blow you astray, you've got heka upeka. So if it's helpful to remember those at a certain, certain moments, feel free. <laughs> so just a few other words about uh, mudita. Again, it really can be uh, a very important balance in the context of all the Brahma-vihara. I'm cognizant, for example, of having worked a lot with Joanna Macy in her uh, work really to bring inner practices to being with different manifestations of the pain of the world that um, actually as she's learned over the last 30 years, she has come to find that before going into difficult territory, actually in the formal trainings, one connects with aspects of joy, with appreciation, joy, and gratitude, and actually in a sense stabilizes there. And this is also actually part of some of the formal methodology of of a number of approaches to trauma, where before going into what's difficult, one connects with with joy. And it it actually seems to be helpful to the nervous system to do that. So it's part of the the larger picture of things. Even though there is a lot of emphasis in the teachings on dukkha, which you know, translated usually as suffering, uh, it's, it's um, important to know that the Buddha was known as the happy one. It gets a little bit less press, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it's right there. And there is this uh, deep joy that is uh, uh, more and more there and that is really uh, uh, part of the trajectory of the practice. With mudita practice, we go against two tendencies that many of us have. One of them is to focus on the problem, the negative, the glass half empty, so to speak. And I know this was my conditioning It might be maybe we have tendencies to focus on the problem or to maybe tendencies to aversion or tendencies to judgment of self and others. For those of us who have that background, uh, mudita practice can be very wonderful and powerful, along with its close relative gratitude practice. And it really, I, you know, when I've done it, I really can feel like I'm getting trained in a new muscle, you know, where the mind has tended to go to the problem. With mudita, it's trained to go to the positive. And it's not at all to say that the problems don't exist, but it's like building another capacity in our being. Very, very helpful. And so we go against that tendency, which many of us have, 
we also go against the tendency to focus primarily on our own happiness, our own well-being. Primarily or entirely. And so in a way we go against those two tendencies. And you can see why, as, as Winnie said, uh, this is often said to be the hardest of the four Brahma Vihara for those reasons. And so it can be, it's a, it's a simple, subtle practice. It can be very powerful. From a, a practical point of view, the method is similar to the practices of metta and, and karuna or compassion. That is, we work with phrases, typically, and we go through a sequence of muses or categories. Muse is that term that many of us like that we learn from a colleague, Heather Martin, who said that these, uh, you know, the self and benefactor and friend and so forth are like muses that uh, we turn to and they help us to develop in certain ways. So many of us have liked that. So for anyone who hasn't heard that, uh, that's, the, that's the origin. And so we go through the sequence and we, uh, you know, we find phrases that, that work for us. The classical ones are the ones listed at the top of the sheet. Something like the, these, may your happiness and good fortune continue, may they increase, may they never wane. Some version of that. I think the one that I have found myself using, you know, when I've done uh, periods of mudita practice are similar. May your happiness continue. May your happiness increase. And then I say, may your happiness shine. <laughs> you know, which adds a little bit of, a minor bit of pizzazz. <laughs> 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 At least in my mind. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but again, as with the other phrases, it's we can find ones that uh, work for oneself. And there are some other other variants. May you enjoy happiness and abundance. Could be, I appreciate the blessings in your life. I'm happy that you're happy, and so forth. Um, the last one is actually a, a Tibetan phrase. May you never part from the sublime bliss free from suffering. And so we find again the phrases maybe from one of those or some uh, variant that uh, seems to work well for ourselves. A part of the uh, one way to uh, work with the phrases, similar to how we might work with compassion, where it can be skillful sometimes with each being that we are practicing with, to um, contemplate sometimes for a minute or two, like with compassion practice, we might tune in to where there's difficulty or suffering or struggle with a person's life, preparatory to actually saying the phrases. And that can also be very helpful as a way to work with mudita practice. So if I'm starting, for example, 
with the one that we sometimes call a happy friend or the happy one. We find, you know, I'll get to that in a moment. We might start with this person who seems uh, just to have good nature, happiness, you know, uh, what was the phrase from uh, Buddha Dasa? Was it Buddha Dasa? Uh, the, the affectionate friend, something like that. And we, so, and we might contemplate first, just for a minute or two, where things are, very, are going well. Of course, noticing if there are ripples in the mind, they're really going well for this. Oh, yes, that's happening and that's happening. And, and actually, uh, not, not for me, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> right? So you see, you see why we get into those issues right away sometimes. You know, not for me, and, uh, but we just, we just tune in there for a minute or two, and then we may work with the phrases. So that, that can be, that's an optional technique. And we can also use the other aspects of technique that we introduced in metta, if, it's, if they're helpful, like to, you know, sometimes keep the hand or the attention, the heart area, to have a, uh, maybe an image or a felt sense of the person you know, with each, before each phrase, and then often to leave a little bit of time for a resonance or an echo after each phrase, sometimes to leave a few seconds can be very helpful for people, and to, to uh, as much as possible, feel, feel the meaning of the phrases. Maybe just one more thing. I think I won't so much go into this now, but uh, as, as Winnie mentioned, uh, classically, one did not offer mudita to oneself. As you can see, uh, you know, we start with the happy one and then typically go through a benefactor, then sort of the rest of the rotation. But we, we don't attend to a self, classically. You know, for myself and, and many others, um, you know, particularly in light of the high prevalence of self-judgment, um, that mudita towards self in our cultural context can be very skillful. And it can take the form of using the actual mudita phrases, or it could be to do something like gratitude practice. Uh, you know, and, and there, there are uh, different ways of doing that. I'll just say a word. And... Um, you know, for me, it's, you know, I do it in two ways. One is to actually come up with a list of maybe five or seven or eight or ten aspects of my life that I'm grateful for, write them down on a piece of paper, and then actually uh, have them before me and contemplate them, something like that, for five minutes or ten minutes a day, or it could be several times. That's one way to do gratitude practice. Another way is just to see in the moment, what am I grateful for? And then we could also uh, possibly do the the mudita practice um, in the traditional way directed to self. I have found that sometimes quite helpful, but I won't go into that so much today. We want to to work with the mudita practice uh, today just with the, I think the first three traditional categories, which would be the happy one, the benefactor, and the dear friend. We'll do those each briefly. And so we want to see who that might be who seems like a happy being, you know? And it, uh, again, as with the other Brahma Vihara, it doesn't have to be human being. It could be uh, one of our non-human 
friends. Could be a public figure, as with all these. Okay, so let's let's start then just with a short uh, a short period of metta first, and I'll invite the metta uh, just for maybe five minutes, wherever it flows, the best for you.
now beginning the mudita practice with the so-called happy one, choosing one being who will stand in for that kind of being. And also, if you don't have mudita practice phrases from the past, see which of those appeal to you. And at least just start to work with them, the ones that seem to most appeal. And again, we'll start with the happy one and then go through two other categories. And I'll, I'll uh, do the timing and invite us to uh, switch. We'll do something like about uh, four or five minutes with each of these three. And I'll let you know when to switch. Again, remembering to start, if uh, it can be helpful just to tune in to what's going well with this person's life uh, before saying the phrases.
Now moving to mudita practice with the benefactor. And again, taking a minute or two to tune in to what's going well for the benefactor. Again, with that sense of, uh, as Winnie explored, of having, as it were, what's one's wishing for be be within the range of the ethical guidelines.
Now shifting to mudita practice with the dear friend in the same ways as before.
So we have about uh, five or six minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.